welcome to Belong Church. I'm Pastor Kevin, and if this is your first time joining us, we're so glad that you're taking this journey with us. And I have to tell you, we're picking up a little bit as a second part of last week's message. And I normally make reference that if you're a note taker, and you'll hear me say that quite often, but today I'm actually asking that everyone to pull out your phone, get a piece of paper. I'd like to ask you to take notes today, particularly at the end you'll see what's going on. Today is actually the first day of 21 days of prayer. It goes from August the 2nd through August the 22nd. And we're starting off tomorrow morning at six o'clock. Today's actually day one, but tomorrow we'll be live at six o'clock right here on YouTube. You can catch us. And on Facebook, you'll be able to see us. And it's just going to be a great time. And it's for one hour from 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. And you may say, how in the world can we pray for an hour? That sounds like the most dreadful thing in the world. And I would probably tend to agree with you in my past, but let me just tell you, it's all very well structured. And we have the prayer guide that we're going to be talking about. And if you don't have it already, you can go to our website and you can download it. You can click on where it says the 21 days of prayer and gives the dates and you just click right on it. It takes you right to this. You can download it or you can send us an email. You'll see at the end and, and we'll send it out to you. One of these hard copies, you can have it. And it's just going to be an amazing time. So I'm going to ask you to step outside your comfort zone and where maybe you've never done anything like that. Or maybe you've done it before and you're like, oh, it really was something else. Or maybe you do it every year like, man, I'm so tired of it. I'm just going to ask everyone because everything we're going through right now as a nation, it's a wonderful thing for us to join together with literally thousands of other churches and tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people that are doing the same thing. And now this time is not typically a fasting time. Typically, we only fast in January because we do this two times a year. But this time, Pastor Chris from Church of the Highlands has actually challenged all of us to actually add fasting in there. And I'll be talking about that a little bit more in a moment. But I would encourage you to give it a try and jump out and try it with us. Last week, we looked in great detail at the life of Daniel. And if you didn't hear last week's message, I, I really encourage you to go and watch it. You can go back to our YouTube or on our Facebook. You can see last week's message, or you can go listen to it on our podcast, everywhere you get your podcast, We're pretty much everywhere you can possibly think to be there. We've tried to put our footprints in every place, so it's readily available for so many people. But we looked at Daniel, and Daniel's one of the prominent prophets in the Old Testament, and, and we saw a, a very detailed um, re, retelling of his life, but I just want to recount, re, recall a few of those things. They were taken into captivity, his entire nation, and here he is, a young man, and he's taken as a slave. Then they round up everybody, and I'm not going to re-preach last week's message, but I'm trying to catch you up to speed and, and kind of lay the groundwork of where we're picking up today. We saw that as a, as a slave, he was taken in, and then he's rounded up with everybody else, and what a horrible situation for someone to find themselves in. And we saw that he was racially profiled, that even years later, many, many, many years later, as the top leader in the nation over multiple different nations all into one, he was still looked at by many of the leaders as the slave. The, the one, and they're putting him down, and they're, they're keeping on trying to keep him under their foot. We saw that he had many accomplishments, and his haters didn't even acknowledge any of them. He had many near-death experiences due to no fault of his own. 
And here he is just trying to live the right life. We saw last week, it, it seems like Daniel couldn't catch a break. No matter what he did, he did the right things. He honored God. He, he honored the king. He's always respectful to the king. I want to see today, and I want you to think about the life of Daniel. How easy it would have been for him to compromise. After all, his whole nation was taken captive. You could say this whole God thing wasn't really working out for Daniel. You might even say, where was God? He might tell you, we were overrun as a nation and we were taken into captivity. We were then forced into slavery. Then you, we saw he was re-educated in the Babylonian culture and their manners. For three years, they re-indoctrinating him about all of these things. Can I tell you? It would have been easy for him to give up. It would have been easy for him to turn his back on God and say, God, where are you? You let me down. It would have been really easy for him to say, I'm kind of putting this whole God thing behind me. Man, I, I was raised this way, but it really isn't working out. And, and I think there's so many people that that's what happens in their lives. That it becomes easy to give up because circumstances happen, because COVID-19 happens, and because we're unemployed for five months, and who knows when the end is in sight. It'd be really easy for him to now be in another country, in another culture, in the king's court, far away from his own people to say, you know what? I'm just going to live the life of this other country. Yet we saw over and over again last week that he didn't. That he actually lived a life honoring to God. And even when an angel came, he complimented him and said, God recognizes how you are without reproach. How you always do the right thing. And I even commented last week that that's an amazing comment for Father God to say about any one of us. And, and that would be my goal for him to be able to say that. I'm not there yet. I'm working on that, and I'm just like you, and I'll just draw my own circle, but I'm in need of a Savior. I, I'm still letting God work on me. Daniel always did the right things. But now here where he is, a slave, where his entire nation, because they turned their back on God and had forgotten about who God was, we see that Daniel continues to pray. So as we're starting off 21 days of prayer, that today's actually day one. As we would look at that and say, well, what does that really mean for us today? I want us to look at what Daniel prayed. Now, you'll notice we're going to do a few things a little bit different. And, and I just had, we had the, uh, the Grow Conference this week, and I was so privileged. And man, what a, just a mindful of, of everything from Pastor Chris Hodges and the Church of the Highlands team. And uh, just the, the, the conference was amazing. But in the middle of that, I, I had this thought that I want to change things up a little bit. So you'll notice that we're not going to have the scriptures all written out here for you. There's no, there's no monitor right here like we did for so long uh, from the beginning of the church, actually. And, and you're not going to see that, but at the bottom, we're going to show you the reference. And, and I want to encourage you to, to pull out your Bible and 
maybe open up the pages and turn the actual pages or find it on your phone and, and watch it there. So if you're taking notes, remember I asked you to get some paper, maybe you just want to write down and go and look at it. I'm, I'm going to more of a storytelling type of message. I'm going to talk about it the same way, but rather than you trying to follow along with me reading the words, you can find it in your Bible. So in Daniel chapter 9, this is in the middle of what we looked at last week. Starting with verse 3, it says, So I, this is Daniel speaking, prayed to the Lord and I begged him. See, Daniel is praying. As we start off 21 days of prayer, we see the example of, example of Daniel. He's like, God, I'm begging you. I made many appeals to him and I didn't eat anything. See, fasting is where you don't eat food. But it's not just about skipping a meal. It's not just about um, depriving your body of sustenance, of nutrients, of calories, and, you know, the fatted calf and having a big steak. Yum. I'm getting hungry all over again. But it is about causing a difference in your life. And I don't know if you've ever done this before, but let me just kind of tell you my experience. So when you fast, you could have skipped meals in the past. Maybe you're busy working or maybe you're traveling. You don't want to pull over or whatever. And you can kind of be a little bit hungry. But when you determine you're going to fast, all of a sudden your entire body's like, feed me. Feed me right now. And it, it's, it's kind of comical to me that how much our body craves food when we're trying to fast. Maybe it's a popular thing right now to do intermittent fasting and the different things and do from this time to this time. So maybe you've already experienced that. But this is a fast that Daniel went on because he's making intercession to God. And I mentioned that in 21 days of prayer that we're adding optionally the component of fasting. And I'm not going to fast the entire time. I'll just tell you that. But I am going to fast days. And I'll probably fast at least three days at a time and maybe have some you know, here and there. But I'm going to purpose what I'm doing. And you don't have to follow me in it. You, don't, you can do more. You can do none whatever you feel that you want to do for God. But here's the thing about fasting. It costs me something. And whenever I fast and I don't eat something, rather than just skipping a meal and going and replacing that time, I'll take that time to go and pray. But then another layer on that for me is when I feel the hunger pains, that reminds me that I am fasting. And I'll just say a quick prayer. If I'm particularly asking God for one particular thing or two things, I'll say, God, I'm asking you for, and I'll lift up that thing again when I feel that hunger pain. Even when I'm not specifically praying, maybe I'm going about my day and all of a sudden I'm like, oh man, I'm really hungry. Oh yeah, I'm fasting. Father, I pray for this. Just a 30 second prayer, a 10 second prayer. We see here, Daniel says, I didn't eat anything. In fact, I put on the rough clothing people wear when they're sad, and I sat down in ashes. Continuing on, he says, I prayed to the Lord my God. Look at this. I admitted that we had sinned. Daniel hadn't sinned. Daniel hadn't done all the things that he's about to enumerate. He's praying on behalf of his country. He's praying on the behalf of his brethren, his brothers and sisters, his countrymen. But he's admitting that we have sinned, that we've missed it, is what that word means. That we've had some times that we could have done something and we did the wrong thing. And I think we all can fall into that category at one time or another. 
Daniel's admitting, we have sinned. And I, I'll tell you right now, as we are on day one of 21 days, we need to be calling out to God and saying, we as a nation, God, we even as your church, we sinned. We've missed it on some things. And God, we're coming back. And he continues on, Lord, you're great and wonderful God. You keep the covenant you made with all those who love you and obey your covenant, your commandments. You show them your love. If there's anything that we look at all the time, it's that the love of God is always there for you. Verse 5 says, we have sinned and done what is wrong. Man, I mean, it's black and white. It's like right there. It's like, we're not going to make excuses, God. We're going to say right now, hey, we've missed it. We've done what was wrong. We've even been evil, he continues, and we've refused to obey you, and we've turned away from your commands and your laws, and, and we know what we're supposed to do, God, and yet we don't do it. Continue, verse 6. We haven't listened to your servants, the prophets, and they spoke in, the, in your name to our kings and our princes and our people long ago. And let me just tell you, that's the same thing for us. We have the Bible that we can read, and we'd say, man, we could read the Bible and see what it says for us to do and, and kind of give a pattern for how we're to live our lives, and yeah, we don't do it. Maybe we read it, or maybe we don't read it, but we don't do it. Verse 9 says, you are the Lord our God. You showed us your tender love. You forgive us, but we have turned against you. Again, I want, you to point, I want to point out to you and notice that Daniel is praying this, and this is not true of him. He kept all of these things, but he's praying on behalf of everyone else. So as we go into 21 days of prayer, we need to be praying for the people of Plano, for the people of the Metroplex, the people of Texas, the people of the United States, the people of the church throughout the whole world. Say, God, we've turned against you. Verse 10, but you are the Lord our God, but we haven't obeyed you and we haven't kept the laws you gave through your servants, the prophets. All of us have broken your law and turned away from it and have refused to obey you. Verse 13, as it is written in the law of Moses, all of this calamity has come upon us. If you read Deuteronomy 28, it says, if you do all of these things, man, it's going to be amazing. It's some of the most amazing things that everyone would want. But if you don't do that, then all of these things are going to happen. You, you choose between which world you want to live in, and I could go a different path with that real easy. If you know me, you know exactly what I'm talking about continues on. All this calamity has come upon us, yet even in all this calamity, we have not sought the favor of the Lord by turning our backs. What is turning our backs? It's, it's a word that's religious that we don't like to hear. It's called repenting, where we change our mind and go, man, my mind is going the wrong way, and I need to change my mind. I need to turn from my iniquity, turn from me making mistakes continues and give attention to your truth. Verse 17, he's crying out for all of these verses. I want you to see this. Oh God, hear my prayers. Pay attention to my appeals that I make to you. Have mercy on your temple that has been destroyed and do it for your own honor. Verse 18, oh God, please listen to us. The city belongs to you 
It's been destroyed. Open your eyes and see. And we aren't asking you to answer our prayers because we are godly. Instead, we're asking you to do it because you love us so much. And if you're not, if you haven't taken notes so far on this, verse 18, I'd encourage you to write that one down. We're not asking you because we did it all right, God. We're not asking you because we deserve it. God, we're asking, we're making petition to you because you love us so much. Verse 19, Lord, please listen. Lord, please forgive us. Lord, hear our prayers. Take action for your own honor. Our our God, please don't wait. Your city and your people belong to you. As we continue in this next 21 days, starting with today, I want that to be our prayer. God, don't wait. Your city, for me, it's Plano. Where are you? I know we have people listening and watching from all over the globe, people in other countries every week to see the stats. It's just crazy. Name your city and say, God, your city, your people, it belongs to you. Now, in 2 Chronicles verse, chapter 7, verse 14, look at the beginning of that. In the New King James Version, it says, let's look at the first three words. If my people, this is God speaking through the prophet. But I want you to see that there's a big two-letter word at the very beginning. If, if, that's conditional. Michael and I were talking a little bit earlier, and he says, we don't like to talk about conditions in the church. But this is a big condition. Continue on. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, pray, and seek my face, and turn from their wicked way. See, we just saw Daniel's like, hey, God, we, have, we know we're walking in iniquity, and instead of turning from that and repenting and turning from our wicked ways, we, we just keep on doing those things. He continues on. God says, if they will do these things, humble, pray, and seek, and turn away, repent. Then I will hear. I want you to circle the if at the beginning and underline, then I will hear. Conditional, if, then I will. We have to do the first step. See, God already did the first step of sending Jesus, that the forgiveness and the grace and the mercy is there for us, and he's just waiting on us. So now if we who have been called by God will humble, pray, seek, and turn, God says, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. Now I want to break that down a little bit. That word sin there, turn from their sin. I will forgive their sin. It is actually a different Hebrew word than is typically used for sin that just simply means missing it. And we look at that word quite quite often, honestly, in both the Hebrew and the Greek, in the Old Testament and the New Testament. But this is a different word, and this one actually means habitual and its penalty. So it is based off the other word, but it takes it another step. It's like, man, you keep doing the same thing wrong. And I love what I revealed in this as I was studying this. 
and its penalty. See, the Bible says that don't worry about God being mocked. He's not going to be mocked. Whatever a man sows, he will reap. So if you sow bad things, you have a bad harvest. But here in this scripture, it says, if you will humble and pray and seek and turn, I will forgive your habitual sins and its penalty. In other words, instead of praying for a crop failure, for all the seeds that you planted that were wrong and bad, God says, if you will humble yourself, if you will pray, if you will seek me, and you will turn, you'll have repentance, you'll change your mind, then I'm going to forgive you of your habitual sins. Keep doing it over and over, and it's penalty. Now, I'm attacking religious acts, not just to be religious, but I want us to know exactly what this means and what this is saying and what it is all about. That word humble, if we will humble, remember I said humble, pray and seek and turn. Humble literally means to bend the knee, to bring down low into subjection. So when we see people praying, they're like, okay, I've got to pray by the side of my bed before I go to sleep. You don't have to. But if you're going to, know why you're doing it. As we go through 21 days of prayer, you may find yourself at a place that you say, I need to kneel before the Lord my God. I want you to recognize that it's this word in this scripture. In 2 Chronicles 7, 14. If my people will humble, if they'll bend their knee, if they'll bring themselves low, if they'll bring themselves into subjection to say, okay, God, I'm giving myself over to you. Continue on. Seek was another one. Pray. We know pray. That's what we're going to be doing, and we're going to help you through that with the prayer guides. And we're going to give instructions. It's going to be so amazing. Seek. It means to search out specifically with worship or prayer. Part of the, the, the prayer guide is going to help you to search that out. And we're going to have a time of worship. We're going to have worship music playing in the background. So as we're seeking, we're reading through, and we're praying the things, and the worship's going on. That's part of that scripture. He says, then I will heal your land. I will heal you, and not just the land, the physical ground, the dirt that you could hold in your hands, but it's the land that's the people. And that word literally is the word rapha. And I'm not trying to lose you with, with Hebrew words, but that's one of the names of God, that he is Jehovah Rapha. And it means to mend, to repair. Look at this. This, this got me so excited when I saw it. To make whole. I'm telling you, our country isn't whole. I'm telling you, many of the people that I talk to and very often myself, we're not whole. God says, if my people will bend their knee, they'll pray. If they'll search out and they'll have some worship music on and they'll pray, then I will hear and I will forgive where they keep missing it over and over. And I will be the God that heals them. I'm going to mend them, mend relationships fathers and sons and mothers and daughters and parents to children and, and, and vice versa, husbands and wives and brothers and sisters and friends. and all, They're going to mend it all and make it whole. 
So as we go into this time of 21, pray, 21 days of prayer, I encourage you to, to take this scripture, and we'll be looking at this as well during the time. In the mornings, we'll have a short message for like 10 minutes or less or somewhere in that range. And we'll give you the focus for that day. But I want you to let that be the scripture. Maybe you want to write it down on a three-by-five card. Say, God, I'm asking you to mend this relationship. Lord, I'm asking you to repair this. But God, I'm asking you to make them whole. There's nothing broken. There's nothing missing. Galatians 6, 9 through 10 says, let us not become weary in doing good. Let me tell you, you may have gone to 21 days of prayer before. You may be praying about a situation like, man, I've been praying. Pastor Kevin, I keep praying and nothing is happening. Pastor Chris, during the Grow Conference, talked about a pastor friend that's very, very close to him, called him, and he was mentoring and helping them with their church. And he says, listen, this is what you need to do, and gave him some steps, and he did that. And the next year, he called him up and said, it ain't working. He says, keep going. Just keep going and tweaking things here and there just a little bit because just keep doing what I'm telling you to do. And he's like, all right. Another year go by, and calls him up and says, Pastor Chris, it's not working. And he goes, keep going. He said it went on for six or seven years. And all of a sudden, just like that, the answer started happening and everything started happening. It says, don't let us become weary doing what we're supposed to be doing. We saw last week that Daniel was in the middle of this terrible situation that he should have given up. It would have been easy for him to compromise. Don't give up. Don't stop just short of what God has for you. Look at Daniel also. He repented for sins that weren't even his. We're going to ask God to forgive us for sins that maybe I've never done. Maybe you've never done. But we need to take on, am I my brother's keeper? Yes. We're to love God to love myself and to love my neighbor. We're going to repent for some things. And Daniel kept repeatedly asking for forgiveness for his country. And even when his circumstances were bleak and difficult, we looked at last week that even when he wasn't supposed to pray, he found a secret place and they, were, they tried to reveal him. If you didn't hear it, go listen to it. It's an amazing story. So today is day one. I want to invite you to join us tomorrow for day two, live at 6 a.m. And there'll be a replay available if you're not able to do it, and it'll be up there for 24 hours. Remember, I asked you to get some paper out. We're, we're closing here in just one minute. But I want you to start right now. I want you to make a list on day one. I want you to pull out that piece of paper. And I want you to write down one thing, at least one thing, that you're going to ask God for in this 21 days of prayer. I'm going to give you just a minute. I, I want you to take this journey with me, so I encourage you to do that. So we're just going to pause for one minute. Don't get nervous. We'll be right back. We're just right here.
if you didn't get a chance to finish that, you certainly could finish in a moment. Next, I want you to write down three people that you're going to pray for. They can be somebody that's far from God, that doesn't know anything about God, and you're asking that God will intervene in their situation. Maybe it's someone that you're praying that once knew God and has walked away, or maybe it's someone with a health issue. Maybe it's somebody with COVID-19. Somebody needs a job. Write down three people. It's going to be private. It's between you and God. I encourage you now to write down the name of three people that you're going to commit to pray for. Let's go to God with our list. Please bow your heads with me. Before we present our lists to God, I want to give you an opportunity. Maybe you've never even asked Jesus to come and take control of your life. Maybe you've never taken that step to give up doing life your way. Let me just tell you, it's simply recognizing that there's a God in heaven who loves you. He sent his son, Jesus, to pay the penalty for your mistakes. That he created a great plan for you and has it for you and your future. Let him show you what he has for you. Just pray this prayer after me. Say, Jesus, right now I choose to give up doing life my way. I surrender. I ask you to forgive me for every time I've made mistakes. I receive your new life. Thank you for giving your life for me. Today I give my life to you in the best way I know how. I'm going to live for you. In Jesus' name. Father, I thank you. For all of us, as we start day one, Lord, that you will start working in these situations that we wrote down. For the people that we wrote down, for the things that they need, Lord, how we're going to repent for our nation, repent for those that are around us. Lord, we're going to continue to pray. Lord, I thank you for everyone who prayed that prayer to come and know you and to surrender their lives, maybe for the first time, maybe for a second or a third or a 500th time. Lord, we give you all the glory and all the honor in Jesus' name. Now, if you prayed that prayer, asking Jesus, and you're going to give God a try, man, that's the greatest thing. You may feel something, you may not feel something, but something changed inside of you. And I'd like to ask you to take the next step, and that's simply to text the word CONNECT to 469-289-1114. That way we can communicate with you. That's our text service. We can communicate back and forth with you and let you know what your next steps are if you'd like to do that. We're going to close in prayer now. Father, I just speak a blessing over everyone. Lord, even as I was praying for everyone this week, Father, I was praying for not just the people who've tithed this week, and Lord, we speak a blessing over everyone who paid their tithes this week, everyone who gave offerings, but Lord, I pray for all the seeds that people have been sowing their seeds. 
that they've been paying their tithes and all the previous times they've done that, Lord, that, that crop is growing and maybe it's just starting to come up. Lord, some things are still happening that we can't even see under the ground. Father, I speak a blessing all of those previous times in addition to this week. Lord, for all the commitments that have come in and Lord, the ones that are choosing to walk with you, Lord, we give you all the glory and all the honor. Lord, I thank you for what you're doing. I thank you for your spirit being there with us and guiding us in this journey. We give you all the glory. I speak blessings over everyone. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Stay tuned for ways that you can connect and give.